Hi, this is Jeff in Saxe, Texas, and just like Bob, I'm a tactical guy, and I like a tactical podcast. Uh, Jeff, wait a minute. That's practical guy and practical podcast. Oh, never mind. Hi folks, Bob Main here with another episode of the Handgun World Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to a practical show done by a practical guy. And that is me. This is episode 505, one day late on Monday, May 4th. I like to put these out on Sunday every week, but just been kind of busy this past weekend. So anyway, this is going to be the last uh, last episode of my series on getting prepared because obviously we've all been hit by the coronavirus pandemic. I'm going to keep talking about this subject. I'm just not going to dedicate total episodes to it anymore. But for a while there, I was talking, I was spending maybe 10, 15 minutes of each episode talking about prepping. And of course, I am a minimalist pretty much at heart. And so that's the subject of this episode. Please remember this this podcast is sponsored by Concealment Solutions, makers of terrific holsters. I have six of their outside the waistband holsters and two inside the waistband. And they are excellent. ConcealmentSolutions.com. Their quality is outstanding. Made in the USA. Terrific customer service. Jason Christensen, the owner, is a fantastic guy. And the coolest thing is that you get a 10% discount just by being a Handgun World listener. And that is your coupon code, Handgun World, when you check out and you get 10% off. So let's dive right into it here. I want to talk about becoming more of a minimalist in 2020. You know, there's a good podcast out there called The Minimalists and... Those guys are pretty good. I don't agree or like everything that they say, but they got a really good philosophy. And that is pretty much doing what you can with what you have wherever you are. Now, that's not where I got that slogan from. Um, I got that from a speech that Teddy Roosevelt gave many, many years ago. But it pretty much exemplifies what I'm talking about. We all know we have to do some belt tightening. Some of us are out of work. This has been a terrible uh disaster stink hit the fan event we all knew something was probably coming this is what we prepare for but this one just kind of has has hit us up alongside the head i think worse than just about anything in the last 25 years i mean what do you think i mean here look think about it here we are we're shut down we're quarantined some places are starting to reopen here where i live in south texas supposedly texas is starting to reopen but it's very slow some states in the USA are still shut down and going to be shut down for quite a while. And I'm really disappointed in some of the hack politicians that we have. However, this is not a political show, so I'm going to steer clear away from that subject because it's just too hot of a topic. It's just amazing, though. I Here's what I will suggest. What I will suggest to all of you, if you are in a state that is really restricting your rights big time and they're restricting your ability to make a living, how many of you right now are listening to me from one of those states or one of those countries? Because I know I have international 
listeners. How many of you are listening to me from one of those countries and they just got you so shut down and your rights stripped away that it's ridiculous? I feel for you. And and I'm telling you, get prepared in your area for some type of disobedience to start taking place because people cannot be shut down, quarantined, and and restricted like that for too long, at least not in America. Maybe in some other countries, you're kind of used to that, but not not here in America. We're not used to that. And I just, I have a bad feeling. I'm trying to stay positive. I mean, we got to be positive, but I have a bad feeling about what's coming. And I, I try to stay positive. If you follow me on Facebook, you know I've been putting out a lot of positive posts lately. In fact, one thing I've been doing is trying to post how many people have recovered from this virus. About once a week, I look up the figures, how many people have recovered? And I put that out there because not too many places want to report how many people have recovered from COVID-19. Everybody wants to talk about the deaths and report the deaths, but they don't want to report the recoveries. Why is that? Think about that. Think about why is it they don't want to uh, talk about and emphasize the recoveries. A lot of government officials don't want to talk about the recoveries. Media doesn't want to talk about it. But most people do recover from this disease. Now, it is a, it's a new virus. It's not something we're used to dealing with. So it's not the same as the flu. I get that because, you know, the flu we've had for years and years, and we pretty much know how to deal with the flu. And we're, we're novices on how to deal with COVID-19. That's why they call it the novel coronavirus. We're getting better. We're learning more. But I, I just I don't have a good feeling about what's going to happen if uh, if some places don't start opening up. I mean, people have to make a living. So let's talk about becoming more of a minimalist. Uh, what I want to suggest is that you do things in your lives and your family situation and, and set yourself up to be able to do more with less. Do more with less. Maybe you don't need as many clothes as you normally get. Maybe you don't need to buy some of the fancy foods that you normally get. Some of you gun lovers like me, maybe you don't need as many guns as you normally want to buy every year. Yeah, I know I said that, but maybe you don't. You know, maybe there's some guns that you don't shoot much that you don't really care for too much that are sitting in your safe. How many of you have some like that? Maybe sell them off, get rid of them. Right now, maybe you could put that money to, to use in another way. You ever thought about that? Buy that gun back later if it's something that you really need to have. But sell it off now so that you can get some money to, to pay for some things if that's what you need to be in. Some of you may have a car you shouldn't have. You know, Maybe you can sell it and get out from the payments. Even if you have to take a little bit of loss on the car. Maybe you have to take a $1,000 loss on the car um, and you have to pay 1000 bucks out of your pocket, but you don't have that $500 car payment anymore. Think about that. How much would that impact your finances if you didn't have another $500 to pay out every month for a car payment? What is it that you can do without? Do more and live more with less. You'd be surprised what it is that you can do without. Maybe you don't need to have that new furniture just yet. You don't need to have the new home just yet. These are all sacrifices, but in times like this, when the stink has really hit the fan, 
that's what we prepare for, right? And this is, we change our mindset. So becoming more of a minimalist in 2020, I think it's going to be an important lesson for all of us and an important philosophy and an important prepping mindset to become more of a minimalist. Check them out. Check out that podcast, theminimalists.com. Um, they didn't ask me for an endorsement or anything like that. They didn't pay me to say this. I've just listened to some of their shows, and uh, and I really like most of what they have to say. Not everything, but, but I like most of it. Um, and I'll put a link in the show notes if you don't know exactly where to find them. Have you gone through your finances to figure out what you can do without? What kind of changes? You know, are there some fancy things that maybe you're paying for in your life that you can do without that you maybe there's some memberships and some some subscriptions that you don't really need to have and things like that although keep your subscription to the shooters club folks (laughs) Uh, shootersclubmembers.com if you want to support my show if what i do helps you if it helps educate you we really do put out educational stuff it's not entertainment it's educational stuff so Ben and I, we got a lot of prepping info out there. We got obviously a lot of a lot of info on guns. Spencer Keepers just did some real good videos on how to shoot better. Uh, a lot of people have contributed to the Shooters Club. That's a subscription I would not encourage you to let go. Matter of fact, if you don't have an $8 a month subscription to our Shooters Club, check that out. ShootersClubMembers.com for only $8 a month. I bet if everybody analyzes their finances, there's a way they could free up a couple hundred dollars a month. I was talking to a friend of mine, and uh, he was saying, "What's going to happen to our restaurants? We're not going to be able to go out and eat at restaurants so much anymore because so many of them are going to close down." Well, how is that really an incredibly bad thing? It's a bad thing for the people who work at restaurants. I understand that, and if you're an owner of a restaurant and you're going out of business, I feel for you. And it's a terrible thing. And, and I'm sorry that this is happening. If you are a consumer of restaurants and going out to eat, just do it less. I mean, you're going to have to do it less because most places are not open or they're only open at 25% capacity or 50% capacity. They may never get to 100% capacity. So I, I was telling my friend, well, then that means those of us who, who budget like we're supposed to be budgeting, we can shrink our restaurant budget and we can take some of that money that we normally spent going out and eating dinners and fancy dinners, cook at home more, spend that money in other places, in other ways, on your family for other needs that you might have. We're going to figure this out. It's going to balance out. Uh, There are going to be businesses that go out of business and then the owners will create a different kind of business. Entrepreneurs are strong people and they are just what they are. They're entrepreneurs. So they are going to figure out another business, another way to make money. Uh, Let's hope that most of them can bounce back. That's my sincere hope. But we have to prepare for what's going to be happening and what's likely to happen. That, that's the thing is, you know, we have to play the odds game here. We have to bet on the odds as, as people who are common sense survivalists. And the odds right now are pretty much showing that a lot of restaurants and even small stores and mom and pop businesses are going to be um, going under and maybe not coming back. The most important prep I think you need to make is make yourself less dependent on the government. 
Uh, you know, that's something I've, I've been talking about that since 2009 when I first started podcasting, uh, almost 11 years ago, August of 2009. And I've been talking about making yourself less dependent on the government, more independent. It seems like it's a little bit harder these days. You might be scratching your head thinking, oh, man, that's that's hard. I mean, it's, you know, the government's trying to take over every part of our life. I mean, think about it. The government right now tells you you can't go to church. The government tells you you can't go to school. The government tells you you can't gather in other places with more than, what, 10 people at a time or something like that, and sometimes not even that. The government says to some people that you can't even go to work because they tell your business that they can't even open. So welcome to the land of the free, right? <laughs> Think about it. Wow. That's not the land of the free. When the government starts to tell you that you certainly cannot do things. You know, it's your constitutional right to worship. And it doesn't matter what your faith is. Faith is protected by the First Amendment in the Constitution. And the First Amendment does not say, well, well, you can go to church and worship unless there's a pandemic. Unless there's a national emergency. It doesn't say that. The Constitution, the First Amendment protects your ability, protects your right, not your ability, sorry. It protects your right to assemble and worship of your choosing. Now, if your church decides that they're not going to have public services, well, that's a different story. Then that's your church deciding you can still worship online, you can still worship in different ways and things like that. But the government really did not have, in my opinion, the constitutional right to shut down people's ability to worship. I don't think they had the right to shut down a lot of the things that they shut down. The Constitution does not give the federal government those that authority. Most state constitutions does not really give the governments that authority. And again, I'm trying not to get political, but most people have constitutional rights both on the state and federal level that are getting violated these days and it's being they're being violated by all political parties so that's why i'm kind of apolitical with this statement when i say all this so one prep that you might want to start engaging in for the rest of 2020 is learning how to get your rights back and maybe you just need to as, your, as the government officials start opening things up and, and don't threaten to fine you so much and arrest you, uh, you, you need to really work on getting your rights back and minimalizing your liabilities. That's the primary point here. Minimize your liabilities. So that's pretty much what I wanted to say on getting prepared uh, as a minimalist for the next foreseeable future for several months, at least in 2020 and beyond. Continue even beyond. Maybe there's some plans that you need to put on hold for a while. You've already put them on hold and uh, purchases and things that you need to put on hold. So you know what what that means? That means that there's going to be a pretty tough economic situation no matter what country you're in, whether you're in America uh, or wherever you're listening to me from. It's going to be some tough economic times, so you got to prepare for that as well. Uh, Reducing debt is going to be a huge a huge deal for people as best as you can reduce the debt I understand you might not get all your debts paid off by the end of the year it's pretty tough to pay them off that fast but start get a start get disciplined to start taking down some of the debt and the liabilities that you have liabilities no good assets are good
don't stop investing. Don't stop investing in this economic downturn. Um, I know it's tempted to stop investing, but actually don't. Maybe you don't have to increase the amount that you invest, but don't stop what you're doing. Maybe you might need to diversify a little bit more. Maybe not quite take so much risk right now, but be smart and don't cost yourself a lot of money and fees making changes. Um, don't worry. This is, you know, the, the markets are going to come back. The investments are going to come back. Maybe you need to uh, invest a little bit more in other assets that maybe won't quite decline so rapidly. I mean, it's up to you. You need to study on that. Uh, you guys know I'm a big Dave Ramsey fan. Uh, I'm pretty much going to follow his philosophy. If you don't like it, though, if you don't like his philosophy, find somebody that you think is capable and honest and has your best interests at heart and tell them you want to diversify. Maybe get a little bit more conservative. Maybe keep what you have that are already in the in the pro-growth. Keep all that there in the pro-growth investments, but maybe your future investments be a little bit more conservative. I don't know. It's up to you. Uh, I, I do that, but I'm 58. I'm 58 years old, so I'm a much I'm much more closer to retirement than maybe some of you who are listening to this. So at age 58, my approach is going to be different than if you're 38. You know, think about all that stuff. Okay, so that wraps up about what I wanted to say about becoming more of a minimalist in 2020. So let's shift gears here for a minute and. Talk about a gun. How's that? Let's talk about a gun, okay? This is the Handgun World podcast, after all. I want to talk about a Glock 48. Now, you know, people have accused me wrongly of being a Glock fanboy. I'm not a Glock fanboy. I have plenty of other guns that are not Glocks. But I got to tell you, uh, you know, Glock has had this perfection marketing uh, slogan for years and years, right? We all know Glocks are not perfect. I wish they would have never used perfection as their as their strategy. Um, but I'm going to say this. I'm going to say the Glock 48 is is pretty close to to their uh, pursuit of of perfection. Anyway, why do I say that? Well, first of all, did you know the Glock 48 has a longer barrel than the Glock 19? Check it out. It's it's not much longer, but it is longer. I think it's like uh, a tenth of an inch longer. Yes, the Glock 48 does have a longer barrel. How how much of a difference is, is a tenth of an inch going to make? Probably not much that you're going to notice. But I just wanted to point that out. That the Glock 48 is really not a smaller pistol than the Glock 19. It's only thinner. It's only thinner and lighter weight it's not really smaller you're not giving up barrel length you're not giving up much sight radius and now you're really not giving up any rounds because you can buy real nice 15 round shield arms magazines which i now have three and you can load up your glock 48 with 15 rounds and one in the chamber so really that's a glock 19 only slim it's the same as a Glock 19 with a slightly longer barrel. And, and the good thing about these 48s, they have all the fifth generation technology from Glock. Uh, the front slide serrations and all the fifth generation internals and the, and the you know, features and barrels and things like that, that that come with the fifth gen Glocks. And now they make the Glock 48 with the black slide instead of the uh, stainless 
steel slide. So if you're concerned about looks and things like that, I'm not. But if you are. And the great thing about the uh, Glock 19 is the trigger reach. It fits a lot more hands. It fits a lot more hands than the Glock 19. It's not as fat. It doesn't have a double stack wide fat grip like a Glock 19 or a 17 or a 34 or Glock 23 40 caliber or any of those. It's thin. It's small. People can reach the trigger if they have small hands. So it's a really cool pistol. People have a nice thin gun with a four and one tenth inch barrel or something like that. Slightly over four inch barrel. No finger grooves. A comfortable grip. They can reach the trigger and press the trigger. Most people can. They can, they can uh, hit the slide release usually without having to change their grip. People can hit the mag release button without having to change their grip. I mean, that's all good stuff. You can, you can use all the controls and operate this gun without having to change up your grip. The grip is textured, but it's not overly aggressively textured. It's textured just right so that, so that it, doesn't, it doesn't hurt if you're carrying it against your bare skin, but it lets you hold on and get a good grip on the pistol. Um, so it's, I think, you know what? Everybody talks about what's the Glock 19 killer. You know, all these guns come out, they're going to be the Glock 19 killer. You know, Smith & Wesson 2.0 was going to be the Glock 19 killer. I don't think so. Some of the XDS models were going to be a, a Glock 19 killer, right? The Springfield models. The, the SIG 320s, the Compact, or the X Compacts, or whatever. Glock 19 killer. Everything, as CZs, some of the CZ Compact pistols. Everything was going to be a Glock 19 killer because they were all comparing their guns to a Glock 19 and how theirs is better than a Glock 19. But they all had something that lacked and that the Glock 19 didn't offer. Except the Glock 48. And how ironic that might be, right? The Glock 48 might be the Glock 19 killer. <laughs> Think about that. The Glock 48 might be the real Glock 19 killer. I think it's kind of funny. But I also think it's kind of true because the Glock 48 pretty much offers everything now that the Glock 19 offers in a thinner, lighter, more easy to conceal and more easy to shoot package so I just I was thinking about that and I thought you know I put that on Facebook real recently and um, one of the people who responded to me on Facebook was kind of talking a little bit more about some of the points that I'm making right now so check out my Facebook page you can you can find that out you can follow me uh, at handgun world podcast on Facebook but I just think it's kind of kind of ironic not that the guns I've mentioned are not good guns they're very good guns but it's just amazing, you know, when you start to look at reports and YouTube videos and things like that, everybody says that they have the next Glock 19 killer. And I've always thought it's kind of interesting. What, a, what an actual credit to Glock to have the gun that people think all guns should be compared to, or at least all concealed carry guns should be compared to the Glock 19. And how do we compare to the Glock 19? Well, I think that's a pretty good... Uh, testimonial to to the Glock 19 don't you think if that's what all other guns are kind of shooting to no pun intended haha they're shooting to beat those guns they're trying to they're trying to surpass the Glock 19s and 
In my opinion, most of them have not, except for maybe this Glock 48. Okay, that's pretty much it, ladies and gentlemen. I, I'm trying to keep this brief, trying to keep my podcasts brief, but full of a lot of good information and things that you can think about and, uh, and get you kind of get your, your, your thoughts stimulating. Every week I'm going to talk to you, but I'm probably going to keep my shows to 25 to 30 minutes, try to keep them hard-hitting and, uh, and informative as possible. I don't know about you, but one of the things I really don't like are people who ramble on and on about a subject and they they never stop and they just kind of keep going on and on and on and even videos too sometimes videos can be too long and things like that time is our most valuable asset not everybody's got an hour and a half to two hours to sit and listen to some things especially these days when we got so much going on trying to just get through a major crisis so I'm gonna respect your time as well again I could really use your support um, my, my Amazon store is still open. A lot of people buying uh, items on Amazon these days. Just go to handgunworld.com first. When you're going to go to Amazon, just go to handgunworld.com first. There you'll see my Amazon store. And then go to, go to your, your Amazon account through my webpage first. That'll help me get a little bit of extra money. You know what? Having a side business, a side hustle is also important in, pre- in prepping these days. And... Uh, this is my side hustle. This podcast, my YouTube channel. Check me out on YouTube. Just search Handgun World on YouTube. You'll find me. Subscribe. And I'll put some links in the show notes here on this podcast for some of my YouTube videos. So it's easy for you to directly find my channel just by going to handgunworld.com. And you can find it there as well. Leave me an iTunes review if you use iTunes to get this podcast and you've never written a review for me I'd love to get it good bad indifferent whatever I'm an open-minded guy I don't mind good constructive criticism set me straight on something if you got to set me straight on something that's fine you can email me handgunworld at gmail.com you can put some comments on Facebook things like that and uh, last but not least, you can call into my voicemail, 210-646-1727. Quite often I have listeners' voicemails on this show, 210-646-1727. And uh, leave me a voicemail, try to keep it less than three minutes, I'll put you on the show. I'll make some comments, responses, and things like that, or answer your question to the best of my ability. That's it, folks. Thanks for listening to episode 505 of a practical show done by by a very practical guy, and that's me, Bob Main. Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate it. Shoot straight. Shoot safe. Remember, evil does not exist in the holster. It exists in the hearts of men and women. Please remember to read your Bible every day, and I'll talk to you next week. Goodbye.